Hi, welcome to Astrovavel. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology. And today we are going to be talking about the full moon in Cancer at 16 degrees, 22 minutes. Very nice. And I'll bring up the chart. And Donna, are you going to tell us about the moon mansion for this full moon? The moon mansion, this will be, ha I have worked with this moon mansion before. Uh, mm -hmm. It is the ninth moon mansion. It is Altarf. I think that's how you enunciate it. I have to get with uh, my friend and get my enunciation, I think, better. It has the uh, the nature of Saturn and Mars in, in this moon mansion. So it is good for destroying crops. It is good for um, making unfortunate journeys. It is good for water travel, however. It is good to strengthen your gates or your fences. Um, it's good for moving beds, and it's good for sowing, um, like seeds sowing. Mm -hmm. um, seeds and it is good for fitting canopies and that's where I used it yeah so this <laughs> is really good it is um, also called the glance of the lion's eye so that's the name of that's the interpretation of the stars that it's by yeah oh. that is called the ninth moon mansion oh interesting hmm. it is well we were refitting and we had to do the new um, canvas on it. Mm -hmm. And so I elected to do it on this for using this mansion. And it worked. It just first time went in like a charm. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. a lot of the other <laughs> things were pretty hardcore. Destroying crops. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. It, there's a lot of, well, it's Saturn and Mars. It's the nature of Saturn and Mars. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's drive, it's aggression, it's boundaries. It's, yeah, it's, mm. it causes division between allies. Yeah, it's, it's oh. not, it's not really. Yeah, I was very lucky we didn't, my husband and I didn't fight <laughs> during this major project. But yeah, it does cause um, allies to uh, have disagreements and divisions. So interesting. be careful yeah. with it. Well, way back when, or even today, I suppose, you know, if you go into war and <laughs> not a good time to be uh, approaching an ally to help you. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Well, this, if you were going to work. Yeah, if you were, <laughs> you know. I don't do that very often. No. We've got the uh, full moon in Cancer. So the moon rules Cancer. So the moon's in a very good position here. Uh, really interesting that we have the sun conjunct retrograde Mercury at the time opposite the moon. I'm just trying to work out, will that be Kazemi? Hellenistically, um, it would be, but I think it needs to be fifteen within fifteen minutes of it being Cassini for um, Renaissance, yeah, the medieval. I think maybe it's just out for the Hellenistic too, just over that one degree. So that Mercury could be causing a lot of drama. So. Full moons are about um, high points, culminations. It's associated with the harvest. So, yeah, this full moon could have some snafus because Mercury is retrograde. It's um, opposing that uh, full moon. And it's so close to the sun that it's all burnt up. Yeah. We also have Pluto in the same sign with the sun and Mercury. So Pluto is opposing the full moon by sign, but it's good 11 degrees away, so hopefully not too much drama. Uranus will be sextiling it, so adds that element of um, the unexpected, but, but not necessarily in a bad way because it's a sextile, so hopefully nice, but, you know, with the outers, you can't be sure. Yeah, no, you can't be sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that will be interesting. Shall we have Not too bad? Shall we have a look at the uh, horoscopes for each sign? That sounds great. 
Okay, so we've got the full moon in Cancer. If you're a Cancer ascendant, this is happening in your first house. So full moons about culminations, high points or endings. With a full moon, a full moon in your first house in particular can be quite, it's a very visible house. It's one of the angles and yeah, you might be quite visibly emotional and this doesn't necessarily mean bad it could be good emotion but perhaps there might be something quite emotional it's likely to do very personally with you because it's a first house which is all about you so that might be your health and well-being it might be your appearance it might be how others view you um so yeah something coming to a culmination or a high point for you very nice and and this is your this is your planet so yeah. you're familiar with this kind of energy for sure and so if you are a gemini this is going to be happening in your second house so this will be culmination of things that you've been trying to acquire things that support you things that you um value so you'll be seeing a lot of that kind of energy coming into you for this uh full moon which is nice yeah, I just wonder with it in the second house and then you've got that opposition from that sun and retrograde Mercury and that retrograde Mercury being burnt up. Maybe, you know, you're waiting on um, money to come through from somebody else. So it might just not be exactly when you expect it. Maybe there might be a slight delay or something with that, perhaps. Mm, that's possible. If you are a Taurus ascendant, this full moon will be happening in your third house. And the third house is siblings. It's our local area. It's our neighbors. It's extended family like cousins and aunts. It's short courses, short distance travel, uh, communications, transportation. So there might be a high point or culmination or an ending to do with one of these topics. Maybe you're moving from the neighborhood or maybe a sibling has something that they've been working on and this is a high point for them. Or maybe you've been taking a short course and this is a time when you graduate or receive your certificate or finish the course, something similar. Some sort of high point culmination or ending to do with one of those matters. Wonderful. And so if you're an Aries, this is going to happen in your fourth house. So this is going to be great if you have been working on your home, doing a project. This might all be coming together for you. Um, it could also be anything from your family homeland or your lineage. You might be getting um, something from, you know, a, a an heirloom or or something from your from your family, from like your like I'm saying your your heritage type family i'm not talking about your immediately like your children and your your husband i'm talking about mm. your lineage like way back um maybe from your homeland um you know if you're uh italian you might you know get italian something or other wine or whatever anyway but this would be something that you would be getting um and and coming together uh in your fourth house so that's where this is, that's where the full moon's going to happen. Or maybe a trip back to the homeland, you know, or the ancestors' homeland. That would be interesting. I was just looking yeah. too. Um, everything's, all the planets are between the two luminaries, the sun and the moon. If you can see this on YouTube or wherever you're watching it, it's quite interesting because it doesn't look like it's, the sun and the moon are opposite here, but they don't look like it because we've got so many uh, planets in Capricorn at the moment. Just Very so. interesting. It is. It is. Um, it's almost like it's. It's almost like there's just a train, just a bunch of energy, just on one side, and mm -hmm. yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. And if you are a Pisces ascendant, this full moon is happening in your fifth house. So the fifth house has to do with our children. So this could be a high point, a culmination or an ending to do with something with your child. Perhaps they're finishing up a project or maybe it's something to do with you yourself. It could be 
to do with romance. It could be to do with socializing or creativity. Maybe you've been working on a project or, you know, artistic project and it's coming to some sort of completion. It could also be hobbies, hobbies or just whatever you do for fun. There might be a high point culmination or an ending to do with one of these matters. And so if you are an Aquarius, this is going to be happening in your sixth house. And this is the house of service. It's also the house of pets and um, maybe employees that you might have. So um, you might be getting a new pet or, you know, something about your pets is culminating. It might have starting to graduate its obedience school. You might get a new housing for your pet. These are all different kinds of things that you could do for your pet that would your your uh, things that you have worked for that you've started and you're now looking for completion for them. Yeah. This could also be um, with your work and service. If you are, you know, trying to finish something in your in your job, if you are a service worker, like a nurse, a doctor, police officer, a fireman, that's all that's all represented by this house. So and if you are a Capricorn ascendant, this full moon is happening in your seventh house of relationships. So yeah, there could be completions, high points, or perhaps endings to do with relationships. And that might sound a little bit stark. You might think, oh no, my relationship. But you know, sometimes, you know, an ending can be like the end of one stage and the beginning of another. So, you know, that sometimes, yes, it is endings, final endings, but sometimes it's just, you know, maybe you're taking the next step or something. So, or, and the seventh house, we, we we tend to think of as romantic partners, but it's also business partners and it's close friends. It could be close friend is going away, moving, or it could be a business relationship has come to a completion. So if you're Capricorn Ascendant, don't stress. But um, there is that Mercury retrograde, very close to the sun. So it's all burnt up opposite the moon. So you may need to watch how you communicate, particularly perhaps with partners, because that Mercury energy, it's just, I, I just think this whole full moon for everybody, regardless of what is coming to a completion, a high point or a culmination, there's the potential for mix-ups, misunderstandings, delays. So for you, I would say just be aware or try to be aware of, you know, how you're interacting with partners that's a very good point with the uh tile to um uranus yeah, yeah. It, it, anything could be could happen that's unexpected shocking with all of the signs because those qualities there that are cozying up next to the moon are, you yeah. know can offer the 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 shocking element to whatever mm -hmm. you're trying to do so no matter what house it is it's it could be shocking and it could be misinterpreted with that mercury retrograde so yeah i was just thinking that um uranus in the fifth too that could be a, a new sudden different romance too so hmm, interesting very much so yeah very could be could be interesting but it's definitely um it's what I wouldn't blindly run into. I would, I would, yeah. I would, I would meet this transit with open eyes as much as you can. Yes. I mean, we've got that Mercury retrograde, just not in a good position. Uh, Mercury rules, what, your sixth and your ninth. But um, mm, I know that we've got a Venus square Uranus aspect coming up not long after this full moon. It might be a couple of days afterwards, but I know it's coming up and that can lead to disenchantment and Venus Uranus can be quite often, it's exciting, but it's very, it can be very sudden and over. Yeah, there's the, before you kind of, there's that Neptune there that's trining that, that moon as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all kinds of reasons why you are not clear on mm. yeah. anything. Yeah. And that's in your communications, third house. your thoughts, communications. Yeah, yeah, 
And so if you are a Sagittarius, this is going to be happening in your eighth house. And this is the house of other people's money. It's the house of your um, significant other's money. It's also the house that rules um, wills and trusts and loans, even, even taxes. So uh, some shocking things could be coming out of this book about those subjects. Um, it is also the, the house of change. So, you know, with Uranus in there, anything, anything's a go. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just thinking too, um, you've got, you know, the full moon, the culmination. So you could have, you're expecting a loan to come through. You're expecting an inheritance to be settled at this time or something. And, you know, but down in your second house of personal finances, there's that Mercury retrograde burnt up by the sun so how does that expression go don't count your chickens before they hatch you know exactly yeah wait till it's in your account maybe but um yeah it's it doesn't necessarily negate it it just means that you know there might be some mix-ups or delays you know or misunderstandings right. regarding these matters so definitely uh definitely a full moon to kind of just Want to be mm. going going quietly and don't touch anything <laughs> <laughs> um yeah particularly as, as i've heard that phrase that, on facebook many times. it's got that mars uh satin flavor like you said uh, at the beginning when we were doing the moon mansion mm. and if you are a scorpio ascendant this full moon is happening in your ninth house so this is highlights it's um the harvest or culmination high point or perhaps endings to do with matters with uh, legal matters. So it's possible that you could have a lawsuit that's being finalized at this time. It's also higher education. So maybe, you know, there's a graduation ceremony at this time. It's foreigners, long distance travel. So maybe you finally get to make that long distance trip or it's, um, esoteric subjects like astrology or tarot it's religion beliefs other cultures so any of those matters could be coming to some sort of completion high point or ending uh, very nice that mercury retrograde conjunct the sun opposite that moon send you a third house of communications so you might you might not be as clear to other people as you think you are so it might not hurt to repeat yourself or kind of make sure that you know you understood what I said sort of thing um, particularly regarding those ninth house topics make sure everyone's very on the nice same page <laughs> and if you're a Libra this is going to be happening in your 10th house and the 10th house is your house of career so um, things might be coming, you might get recognized for something that you've done at work, um, could also be recognition for, you know, what you're known for in, in, in your, in your world, in your community. Um, yeah, this, but, you know, like, like Linda has been saying, you know, we, you've got a lot of those, um, shocking and planets that will that that don't really follow the program which was mercury being retrograde right now the 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 trying to neptune the sextile to uranus those are all um ready to to disrupt the apple cart <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and the tents are very very visible house too so but it could be a really nice time, you know, maybe because you can sometimes get this like, yes, it's kind of tends to be career, but you might be getting married or, you know, giving birth or something, you know, for whatever reason, you've got the spotlight on you, but it might not go as smoothly as you think. That's all. And that doesn't matter. You know, that's life. Right. There's many phrases, roll with the punches, ride the waves. There's many, there's many sayings of how to adapt yeah navigate Actually, these well, energies and it, and it it does it i think you need a little bit of flexibility in order to really withstand all the um the, really the shock and the 
you know, like you said, What's like that? roll with the punches. That's very Aryan. So that would be good for your fire songs. <laughs> and you've got ride the wave, which is kind of good for our water songs. Kind of like, you know, I got Mercury in uh, yeah. Pisces. So I'm like, oh, yes, we should explore that. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> not today. Okay. Well, dear Virgo, I'm going to finally get to your horoscope. Um, if you're a Virgo ascendant, this full moon is happening in your 11th house of groups, friends, and organizations. It's also the house of your hopes and dreams, and it is people that can assist you. So, yeah, this could be a culmination to do with a group, or maybe your friends have all had uh, something planned, high point, or it could be an ending. Maybe, you know, a group that you've been a member of, you are no longer with them anymore maybe you're moving or you know it's coming to an end or you've aged out of it or just not interested anymore there is um that opposition from mercury and the sun with mercury being retrograde and burnt up by the sun opposite it in your fifth house of um what you do for fun versus the 11th house which is kind of what you do with other people so yeah maybe it could be interesting. Maybe you will have commitments because there's a lot going on in that fifth house that maybe you can't necessarily be right there or as present as you would like to be for those groups, friends and organizations. And again, you know, sometimes stuff just doesn't work and that's okay. Yeah. It's definitely a, not a, not a time that you really want to, with all of the planets that are um, good thwart your efforts, it, it, it's it's a, it's a time to just you know take a chill. It's a it's a yeah. it's a it's don't don't have a lot on your plate if you can help it. I would suspect, or be ready for you know things to crop up that you would need to address. Yeah, know? double check um, the details. You know where is this event being held. You know, is it in the GPS? Is it your phone charged? You know, lots of things, you know, just that can help mitigate some of those issues sometimes. Um, and plus everybody will be going through it at the same time. So it won't be just, you know, Virgo or whoever, you know. And if we didn't mention it when we did your horoscope, that doesn't mean that you won't be, uh, you know, fall prey to that. Disrupted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get away with it. <laughs> we just didn't mention it. It's going to happen with everybody. And if Leo is your rising sign, this is going to be happening in your 12th house. And the 12th house is the house where you would go to go away and um, reevaluate, uh, maybe reconstruct. I know I'm using a lot of the rewords because Mercury is retrograding right now. And um, it is the significant, it is, it signifies redoing a lot of things, but the twelfth house is where you wanna. Um, it could, it could, it it it's the place of of, of seclusion and and hidden. It's things that are hidden. Um, this could bring out um, hidden things that you are trying to resolve. Um, this happened if you if you were to go back what you were working on at the beginning at the new moon if if there's a book that you were starting to write or, or this might be a time where you want to go and reevaluate and so that you can bring it out into the light because the the next place where this moon is going to be going is is into the first house so that's that's the that's the kind of vibe that you're you're getting with um the 12th house uh full moon is a chance to culminate in the the things that you are whether it's you're you're getting done with like a rehab could be um you know a place where an institution that you're you were you were at um might be you're able to gain gain your freedom um this could also be that you have lost your freedom so it, but it is a the, the 12th house is signified as is the place where you go to a place that you go away from the rest of the the world in mm -hmm. in seclusion all mm -hmm. oh, places of confinement like you were saying prisons hospitals uh, rehab yeah interesting and then you've got that mercury sun uh you know combination down in the sixth house of illness and yeah very interesting 
training that won't be applicable for everybody but just interesting to see Mm. maybe well um, one twelfth of the population is going to be seeing it but you know not everybody that's uh leo ascendants necessarily going to be experiencing it because we can all experience things different ways too and sometimes we're more sensitive to um full moons new moons like if we've got a cancer or a leo uh annual perfection sort of thing I was going to be more into to how we feel because the moon is in cancer. I mean, and, and the moon mm. is, 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 you know, speaks of how we feel mm. and mm. being in its own domicile, it's going to have strength. Mm. Mm. It'll also be the house of undoing. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say so. with uh, that Mercury. What is Mercury rule? The second and the 11th. Okay. I was just wondering with Mercury, burnt up by the sun there if it's possible that you know maybe you're released from hospital perhaps but maybe it's just a little bit too early you got to go back i don't know that's just maybe a possibility hopefully not and donna do you have a stone for us i do i have um the stone of called amber and it is called a crystal although it is um it, it is, it's not from a stone. It's more from, um, uh, um, I had it written down. It's more of a resin. It is a resin. Um, okay. But this is amber. Okay. Yo, and it's, it is, it is see-through. You can see through it oh, a bit. Okay. Yeah, because it almost looks so like purpley when you held it up. And I always thought amber was kind of yellowish. This is this is yellow. Um, the other, yeah, because this bracelet is amber, mm -hmm. so it comes in all these different kinds of colors. Mm -hmm. You know, it, oh, it has a gamut. Oh, of that's yellow. all amber. All the different variations there. I'll hold it up again. It is. It is. Um, I'll hold it up again. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. So it gets quite dark too, doesn't it? yeah quite dark it can be also be um not see-through this is see-through that's not see-through nice and here's pieces of it mm -hmm. um they are that's not so see-through where this piece is very see-through mm -hmm. so it comes in different shades like that it also comes in, this is called um, Baltic Amber, yeah, Baltic Amber, um, from the Baltic Sea. It has the, it, it's it's organic material that, that gives it its color. So, otherwise it's resin, and so it's wherever trees are found is where you will find this, this particular stone. Um, it, like I said, it has the most hardness of 2 to 2.5. It resonates with the third chakra, um, the solar plexus, and it is it goes with the element earth. So 2.5 for the most hardness. That makes it quite easily breakable or broken? Bro very, very easily broken. Yeah, I could take a piece and snap it if I wanted to. And... and like you were saying about all the chakras and that, but what else, what's its main signification? Um, oh, it's, its main signification is um, healing. It's uh, energetic, but healing is, is, is the, is, is the, is how I use it the most. Like I'll, like I'll put it like on a stuffy nose. Uh -huh. It, um, yeah, it's for, uh, getting rid of you know the things that you don't want in your body like oh, viruses okay. interesting hmm. very yeah. interesting it is a very good stone it's warm to the touch it's i mean if you put it on it's mm -hmm. warm to the touch it, it's not a, it's not a cold cold stone it's it's very very nice i really I really like this stone. Um, it's good for uh, to to boost immunity. Mm -hmm. 
It also, I, I use it in grids for um, healing. No. That's how I use it. Most of the time. I mean, if I'm not using it on, you know, a part, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for like, you know, stuffy sinuses and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Good for allergies. Nice. My uh, sister's middle name is Amber. I'm thinking I should buy her an Amber bracelet or something. Very nice idea. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and you'll be writing an article for us? I will be writing an article. I do not have it written yet. So <laughs> we've been doing so many 2023 horoscopes. We've forgotten how to do these. <laughs> it's kind of like, what's next? <laughs> Yeah, so we're a little bit out of practice, even though we, we did one of these. <laughs> can only have been two weeks ago. <laughs> Seems like a long time was, ago. No, actually, we did it early. We did it on December 12th when the, oh, okay. when the so, shadow so period of Mercury went into effect. So that's why. It has been a yeah, month. It was then, nearly. Well, not really. Maybe three weeks. Yeah. We've done a lot and we've of done videos in between we had to we do have. we had to do libra and virgo horoscopes again because i lost them we ended up on the Thank cutting mercury retrograde the... yeah that's a mercury retrograde thing yeah. and it was two <laughs> yes yeah. well oh. shall we have a little the planetary aspects that we have coming up are are, are are relatively gentle, I think. So our first aspect is a Sun conjunct Mercury, which will be a Kazemi. That will be on the 7th. So that's the day afterwards? Or when is the full moon? Uh, the same. I, I, it's going to be the day after. Yeah, day after. Saturday, yeah. So, yeah. Um, 13 hours after. Oh, very good. So, yeah, Sun conjunct Mercury. Kazemi, when a planet is conjunct the Sun, it's said to be in the heart of the Sun. It's like having the king's ear. Some people think it makes it extra powerful. This actually kind of gives it some protection. So 15 degrees leading up to, if if a planet is within 15 degrees of the Sun, unless it's minutes. a sign of its that it rules or it's a sign of its exaltation it tends to be burnt up and un what we say yeah, under the beams degree. yeah yeah yep. it's kind of hidden the sun's so bright that you know you just don't see it good for undercover work but um yeah and then halfway through it meets up with the sun and in this case this is when it's retrograde it also does it when it's direct uh in this case it's kind of like a reprieve. It's like a planet Kazemi is like a man who has been on his, you know, maybe not deathbed, but he's been sick. He's been ill. And this is kind of like when he turns a corner, he's not fully healed, but it's a respite. A little boost of, of, of energy, a yeah. little boost. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is the inferior uh, conjunction so this mm -hmm. isn't going to be the the strongest of them it's still i think it's i i still like mercury in the sun um for good ideas so you know mm -hmm. grab your crystal time to meditate you know grab a crystal time to meditate you know and this is uh a good time to get information yeah it's better when it's more direct but this is still good and, uh, you know, me and Donna are Hellenistic astrologers, so we kind of believe that, you know, within a degree, so, you know, when it's within a degree coming up to it and a degree going after it, but we also have done horror astrology and the medievals tell us that it's 16 minutes, which is a lot closer, but regardless, it's not just when Mercury is exactly at this point, there is a give or take uh, amount of time. So maybe up to a day either side, maybe. So when I cut this up for the, because uh, what I do, I take these aspects and cut them up. When I do that, I will put in, you know, the exact times and dates 
that you can expect that for the Hellenistic method of one degree, and I'll do it for the medieval within the 16 uh, minutes. Very nice. I will look forward to that. <laughs> Excellent. And then on the 8th, we have, what have we got? Retro Mercury conjunct Uranus. That can't be right. No, it's training. It is. See, this is me. This is it's training. Retrograde Mercury. <laughs> Let me fix that. It's up. okay. We we know it's a train. Um, yeah. Fine. With uh with 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 Mercury training Uranus, this is speaks of the energy of um <laughs> technology, you know, having a, a snafu. And <laughs> Linda is demonstrating. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Linda is demonstrating exactly what this looks like, but yeah, um, and it's 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 not anything major, you know, catastrophic, but you know, expect them; they'll happen. They probably, you know, they're happening probably now, you know, mm -hmm. in in certain areas of your life, because when the planets are applying, it's, um, you know that's when that's that that kind of energy is the strongest and we're definitely within four days of this oh not quite tuesday wednesday thursday Friday. yeah we are kind of within four days of that so we are in a mercury retrograde right now as we're taping this on mm -hmm. january 2nd but um yeah it will still be this this aspect is applying for technology kind of snafus with with mercury in the retrograde it doesn't act the way it wants to and you know with uranus is known for um the that shocking unexpected yeah mm. revolutionary yeah yeah usually if mercury was um direct and it wasn't because now it's under the it's combust the sun. It's the sun's burning it up. So this Mercury is not awfully strong, and um, yeah, it's retrograde. And yeah, that trying to Mercury, you think it would be helpful? Usually, if it was direct and in good position, I would say this is great for innovative ideas. And maybe it still will be, but maybe there'll just be you know little snafus like like I had for I had conjunct instead of trying. You know, going too fast. But yeah, just. Yeah, maybe snafus with technology or, you know, you've got a great idea, but maybe you might need to go back and redo it or refine it or re-edit it or something similar. Yeah, there was somebody who said expect the unexpected, and I think they said it during this type of, of an aspect. <laughs> <laughs> so the next aspect is going to be Venus is going to trine Mars, and these are not really, they're not, one of them is a nice planet. She's known as the Benefic, but the other one is known as the Malefic. So however, these two do need to have each other because they, they're they kind of that astrological pair mm. that are always together. And the, you kind of need that, bring it in and then, you know, create the drive to, to get it to work. So mm -hmm. they kind of work kind of together, but they're they're very opposite, you know. Taurus is opposite Scorpio, um, you know. So they do have that that oppositional type of energy with them. Yeah, they act and they they act different. Like Venus will 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 be the nice person. It's is it is it like the good cop bad cop? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it it's but it's 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 the 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 mars is the is the aggressor and venus is the one who wants to smooth everything over and so when they're working together in in a trine it's it should be a good work because a trine is a good aspect so hopefully yeah that's how it work will work out for you is when this happens and it's going to happen on the ninth so that's uh, next monday yeah um mars is very close to the degree that it's going to station at um, I'm not sure when exactly it must be within the next day or so. It might even be later that day. Let me have a look. I know it, it happens on the 12th. So this is on the 9th. Oh, okay. So, so it's three, three days, days later. later. Yeah. I'm getting carried away, but it is at eight degrees, which is the degree that it's going to station at. Um, it's going to be really slow. It's, it's, go, it's moving at minus 8% 
at the time. Venus, meanwhile, is moving at 126.9% of her usual speed. They are an archetypal pair, you know, Venus and Mars, you know, it goes together, but, you know, very different energies. It's a trine. Hopefully it's good, but um, Mars is retrograde, so there is that. So, you know, maybe, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of Mars retrograde. He's coming back to maybe, hopefully, apologise. <laughs> maybe he's upset her. He's coming back to apologise. Who knows? But, um, yeah, maybe there will be something to do with relationships and maybe there will be a reversal of or, you know, there's been some aggression or impatience or irritability perhaps and maybe this is a time where it's kind of like you know what I'm sorry I'm I'm a beast so mm. maybe yeah. hopefully and that and that Mars yeah. is getting ready within three days or say to station so he'll be sitting there thinking about it well Exactly. Not necessarily this. He's probably thinking about all sorts of other stuff. So, yeah. I'm a bit silly tonight. So we've been doing this for a while. <laughs> okay. We have been. We hey. have been. Um, and the next aspect is going to be Mars is going to station direct. And this could be impactful. A lot of times when a planet stations either retrograde or direct moving forward um it kind of it, it's been it's been going in one direction and it will slide back to the other direction but before it kind of does there it kind of wears uh a, a wear mark in in the in the fabric of the degree that it's at so if you have any planets at eight degrees of the mutable signs you will feel you are likely to feel this Im this impact you a little bit more, a little bit more drive or a little bit more impatience, or it could even be, um, you know, I'd, I'd watch out for um, accidents as well, because Mars is, is known for bringing on, um, you know, you're not thinking about when you go into sliced tomatoes and you just slice your, th your thumb open or your finger. And it, it's the mm. time to be, mindful when Saturn or not when Saturn but when Mars is is stationing because it, it's gonna it's it's got especially if you have planets at eight degrees it, it it might be a little bit more impactful for you so yeah so Mars is going to station retrograde he's been retrograde for a long time I think the 30th of October was when he uh, stationed retrograde he's been in um, Gemini for a long time I think it's around about the 25th of March next, well, this year now, uh, that he actually gets out of um, Gemini finally and moves into Cancer, which is a sign of his fall. But uh, we have a thing called the retrograde shadow period. So basically he needs to catch up to where he was uh, when he first stationed retrograde before he's kind of technically free and clear of um, issues. So for some people, even though Mercury stationing direct on the 12th, it might take till the 15th of March before all those issues kind of, you know. Resolve. Sorry, what? Be be before they resolve. Yeah. Or get yeah. readdressed. Mm, yeah re-looked re at and and because with with mars you know mars's action you know energy and all that it might be you know there might still be some some things holding you back or you need to wait or you know it's kind of really testing your patience and uh frustrating you so it might take till the 15th of march mars has been in this house for seven well for six months now we've got one, another month to, to go yet but it's been in there for a very, very long time. So it will be good to have it going forward and moving on. But at least, you know, with its stationing direct and, and certainly when it gets to the 15th of March, you know, you should at least be able to move forward with whatever the house that Gemini is in your natal chart represents topics to do with that. So that will be a relief. There's a light. It will be a relief to everybody. <laughs> yeah 
Okay, so the next aspect is the sun sextiling Neptune. And Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces. So um it it the other the other ruler is Jupiter, but um with the sun sextiling Neptune, um you know, things that could be hidden that you didn't expect were hidden. It also could be, you know, foggy boundaries, foggy conversation. You might not really realize uh, where things are. It's it's an ethereal planet where not everything is meant to be darkly bold. Yeah, very uh, good at blurring the boundaries. Uh, with Neptune, it's like, what am I not seeing? It can be romantic and idealistic. It can be creative. It can be um, intuitive. I think with this, hopefully, this sextile to the sun, hopefully it will be quite good for creative projects. Could be very idealistic. Yeah, creative, good for hunches. But yeah, that sun is getting very close to Pluto there. So that kind of adds a bit of edge to it, I think. And with the outers, sometimes the the trines and the sextiles, even though they're considered an easy or a soft aspect, Sometimes it just allows those planets to kind of weasel in and do what they want. So maybe it would be a good time to schedule things like maybe even meditation or something like that or creative projects. Um, but yeah, really, yeah, with that Pluto there, I just, I would hope it wouldn't, but just it could be very easy to kind of fool yourself or get carried away with something at this time perhaps i mean there's five degrees between the sun and pluto so it's not super close but it's getting very close yeah it is still in that applying phase mm. yeah definitely to be watchful but you know you could either get good ideas from this or as well intuition so mm. yeah yeah it could be very good i thing. like that then we have venus squaring um uranus which is venus who is in uh, Aquarius right now and this she'll be squaring um Uranus it's 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 a hard aspect it's a aspect that's meant to cause action a square is um is tension something's got to give and uh you know if you have this would be a good time for um if you had a relationship it, it might be a time to move it up or advance it. This could also be a relationship that you might have that you with a type of person that you've never dated before. Um, if you've always gone for blondes, you might go for a brunette or, you know, a taller or a shorter person. It, it's just, uh, it would be different, you know, uh, somebody who you're not normally, who you would normally go out with. Um, it's a great time for trying those out. Yeah, this could be quite challenging. It's challenges in relationships or to do with affections or values. Uh, may not necessarily be a romantic relationship. Could be relationships in general, friends, all sorts of relationships, or you know, to do with your personal values. Um, the square. It could be a matter of like, particularly with relationships, perhaps one partner wanting more freedom or changing or acting erratically um and that's kind of you know not sitting well with a partner perhaps a lot of us don't like change and you know particularly with things that we value and um you know that can be quite frightening and scary so i understand that but perhaps this will be to benefit your relationship perhaps to bring more freedom or innovation or newness or originality but because yes. it's a square it's probably going to be there's going to be tension involved it's not going to be comfortable typically mm. and then the next speaking of scary <laughs> the <laughs> next day we have mercury stationing direct that's not the scary part it's the it's the the sun conjunct pluto which is the scary <laughs> part which also happens that day but so but first we'll talk about the mercury stationing direct and um you know at eight degrees it was i'm looking where gemini is 
because because Gemini or Mars stations at eight degrees as well. So yeah. and that's why it just caught me off guard. <laughs> I was like, what planet am I talking about? Mercury stationing direct. Um it, it's 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 after all of that um you know trying to travel and having your your travel plans messed up or um maybe communications with someone um got messed up and this would be the time to to really it, it, when it's stationing it's 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 going okay now that we've gone backwards and we've we've addressed certain topics now we're going to go through it the way they were supposed to and so hopefully this this station direct will kind of smooth over all the um uh bumps that you've been experiencing for the last since december <laughs> yeah and, and we were talking earlier about um you know, Mercury being under the beams or even combust the sun, what like for the um, new moon, not new moon, the full moon in Cancer, you know, the sun and Mercury were very close and it was kind of harmed or burnt up by being so close to it. But now you can see there's 20 degrees between Mercury and the sun. The sun has moved forward. Mercury has been moving back, but now it's stopped. Uh, it's... Um, out from under the beam so it should be visible and this should be a morning star because it will rise before the sun so hmm. um mercury retrograde yep it'll be coming to a finish there is a shadow period to take into account uh donna do you have the dates i think uh yeah mm -hmm. um it mercury will um get out of its shadow period uh february 7th it went into its shadow period December twelfth, when we had um, we had taped our last uh, full moon, new moon. Yeah, when we taped the last new moon episode, it was it was when Mercury was just going into that shadow period. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it will be nice to get rid of the um, the retrograde aspect of Mercury. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so up until the was it February 7th? February 7th, yep, and it started yeah. December 12th, so mm -hmm. that's all that shadow period, yeah. So, depending where uh Capricorn is in your chart, you maybe have been experiencing issues related to whatever those topics are delays, setbacks, misunderstandings, snafus. You might not be done yet, even though it's stationed direct. It might take until it catches up to the degree that it first started retrograding to. It's kind of like had to go back and do all that stuff. But now we've got to wait for it to catch up to where it was. And that will be February 7th. So sometimes you kind of get caught out. I've been caught out in the retrograde shadow period. It's like, ugh, what can you do? That Mercury is... is uh is uh has, has well we've we've had issues with our house we've had a, a like a light fixture stopped working yeah well that's no good i know it's it's a process but you know it's i'll have to get through it <laughs> i was just thinking that's brilliant <laughs> the sun with mercury the sun is actually a light and mercury retrograde yeah i like it <laughs> hmm. I anyway it's not real helpful when you're having a lot of people come over to your house and your front light porch light is not working no, it's like it, it wouldn't be we just no. replaced this like we replaced it like six months ago oh wow so yeah wasn't during a mercury retrograde was it i'm wondering <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm wondering if it isn't it wasn't it wasn't you know what i have to say if it was it would be so fitting because i really didn't like that light fixture to begin <laughs> with Oh, okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Maybe, maybe it's 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 shining down on me and saying you get your way. You don't get that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But the other aspect that's going to be happening that same day is going to be the Sun and Pluto are going to conjunct, and Pluto is that it's got the reputation of that nasty planet because it's, you know, nobody likes to transform. Nobody likes to, um, 
you know, change or, or be burnt in as, as Linda was saying that, you know, it's that Phoenix kind of energy where you have to be burnt in order to, you know, rise. Um, but it's also the, it's also the planet that, that, that Hades rules and Hades is the, the, the God of the underworld. And so those kinds of things are, um, for lack of a better word, they're nasty. They're, they're, we don't want to look at what Pluto wants to bring. Um, society tends to not want to look at uh, the energy of Pluto and what it brings and um, the themes that are surrounding Pluto. So that's why um, I, I, that's that's why people are 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 timid and shy around Pluto. But Pluto can be transformative. Pluto can also be that house or that planet that um, moves society forward. You know, if if you don't like homelessness, then, you know, then society very well might be looking at how to not have, you know, that in your in your communities. If you don't like um, if you don't like violence, you know, uh, your society very well might be pushing you to to change that. And that's what Pluto does. It pushes societies to change what is the nasty parts that people don't want to look at. And so that very well could be, because I think this is going to be the, is this the last time the sun and Pluto are meeting in um, um, Capricorn? I think they might have to retrograde. I think Pluto might have to retrograde, but I'm not so sure the sun's going to be there. But the that if, if that is out. the case where the sun... The sun will move out of Capricorn for good. Maybe January next year. I think they do have one last kind of conjunction together. And then November 2024, Pluto is going to move out of Capricorn for good. And I know that because I'm a Capricorn ascendant and I'm waiting. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but no, I think next year we have um, a sun. So it might be Pluto. It might not be too Capricorn. strong right now. Sorry, what was yeah, because I know this last time was the last time Venus was going to be uh, in in Capricorn with Pluto. I know this is the last time January second was the last time that was going to happen. Oh, okay. um, Won't be next year. But for the sun. It is not going oh, to happen actually, next year. No, I don't think. I think it might be in Aquarius then. I'll have to have a look. I'm not sure. I, I don't so think if this is back the last into Capricorn time, just... until September or something, 2024. So yeah, you might be right. It will be impactful if it's the last time. I think mm-hmm. that it has for the last 20 times the sun has met in in. Uh, mm-hmm. It met Pluto and Capricorn, this would be, I think, a little bit more impactful. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Pluto can also be power plays. So I would like to think that for a lot of people, some Pluto could be feeling powerful within yourself, feeling like you're in control, um, master of your own fate sort of thing. Uh, just generally, you know, for a day or two while the sun's conjunct that Pluto there, hopefully. Um, for others, this might be a little bit more difficult. You might feel like you're not in control. You're not um, the master of your own fate sort of thing. Conjunctions, because it's a blending of planets, it can be good or it can be bad. Some of this will have to do with where Capricorn is in your chart as well. You know, and is it making any aspects to something, you know, close to your natal planets? But, yeah, this is, I, I get very much a Phoenix from the Flames vibe, but, you know, you got to die first before it yeah. can be reborn. So. I know for the last time uh, when when Venus was, was on top of of Pluto for the last time that she will be that's Barbara Walters passed away real mm-hmm. close to that and if anybody's if any if there's screams power plays it would be Barbara Walters I mean not that she was power playing but I mean she had she had that struggle of you know trying to get 
where she was. So was she the first woman newscaster or something? She was, yeah. Oh, interesting. So yeah. Venus, woman, and Pluto, and yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. That was you know when that was when Venus was applying to that conjunction with Pluto. So mm. it's uh, it it can be very impactful. And I would I would yeah, mm. the Sun and Pluto will I think will be meeting the, for the last time. Yeah, May not. Right. They might have one more. Oh, let's just look. <laughs> let's just look. Let's go a year ahead. Oh, well, have a look at this. Oh, wow. Look at that. 29 yep. degrees, 59 minutes. Like for just a minute a out from changing into uh, Aquarius. That's crazy. Yes, actually, now that I think of it, I think it does change back into Aquarius. It must be the 20th or the 21st of January. And then later in in uh, September. Ah. So, yeah, so we've got one more. So this might be really interesting. See what happens next, January 20th. <laughs> interesting. But let's go back to where we were. Thanks for indulging me. Oh, that's okay. It's kind of like, so, yeah. why are we arguing um, about this? Pluto, Let's just look. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Pluto and uh, and the sun will be meeting up for just a few minutes for the last mm. time in January 20th, 2024. So mm. they have one more time to meet up, but this is, this is, this is darn close to the end. Yeah. So we'll at least, we'll at least get an idea of. Uh, we'll see what's happening that day to find out what's going to happen a year from now. Mm, be interesting. Be interesting if something does happen. Yeah. Definitely a data journal. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of journaling days, on the later on the 20th, we have the sun entering Aquarius. On the 20th? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very nice. So, yep. When this, when a, when a planet, even the luminaries, move into a new sign, it's a good day to journal because um, it it does, it does, it it is more impactful. I think on the day that the the planet does move in, or the luminary in this case, mm -hmm. the sun going into Aquarius. Um, moving on, we have uh, more of a technology kind of flavor to it. More air. It's the sign of the fixed air. Mm -hmm. So that'll be very nice. It is a sign It'll of the um, detriment, though, which is unfortunate. But, you know, maybe. And see, this is it. You know, when a planet is in detriment, it's opposite the sign that rules it. So and the sun is all about us, you, the individual. And Aquarius is associated with humanity you know so it's not necessarily a bad thing um I, I was going to say wherever Aquarius is in your chart that um will have the sun shining on it for the next month you'll also be there with you've got Venus and uh, Saturn there as well so it's rulers there Saturn rules Aquarius so Saturn can help it Got Venus there sweetening it for a little bit for possibly a week or two, maybe a week, 10 days. And it's sextiling Jupiter, is what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, sextiling Jupiter. That Which will be is nice. nice. Hmm. It will be very nice. Hopefully. Jupiter is in Aries. Which is not my favorite sign for Aries for Jupiter to be in. Yeah. You don't have enough yeah. Aries in your chart, Donna. That's all. <laughs> no, I don't. It's my twelfth house. I'm glad to have it empty. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. It all makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then um, then we are on to the new moon. The new moon in Aquarius. Will be happening at one degrees thirty-two minutes mm -hmm. of Aquarius, so that'll be really nice. Um, 
it'll give us that, like you were saying earlier, Aquarius is known for the, the, the population at large for the, you know, the, the collective. So yeah. very good energy. It's that's going to happen at three, um, 53 PM mm-hmm. on the East coast here in the United States. So it will be more wherever you are. Um, think of it as New York time. So wherever New York is to you, is where the yeah new that's, moon will happen yeah that'll be early sunday or yeah early sunday down under in australia but um pluto very nice. will be very very close to that new moon uh it will be an at a sign conjunction but like that's three degrees so it's quite interesting might give that new moon a bit of a boost or not Satin with it so it can at least help it. Yeah. And then I've got that sextile to Jupiter, like you say, so that could be quite helpful. Yeah. So Donna. Those are the aspects for the fortnight of the full moon in Cancer. Mm-hmm. And Donna, where are you and where can people find you? And what services are you offering? I hail from Southeast Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I have a website address, uh, DonnaBeeAstrology.com. And I have all my contact information there. And I do natal readings, as well as year in advance readings, as well as horary and um, electional. And I also work with stones to... Um, uh, support healing, uh, physical or mental. It, it, it all, we, you know, like if you're under a lot of stress, you know, or you're not sleeping well, don't suffer, you know, give me a call and, and set up an appointment with me. I will be happy to do a distance healing. That's what I do, uh, through zoom. And Linda, what do you do and where can people get a hold of you? I uh, offer natal readings, relationship readings, and year ahead readings, and I'm at Scullywag Astrology. Very nice. So thank you for listening. Please like, comment, share. We love your comments. We find that people are starting to comment a little bit more, and it's really quite interesting. So Mm. So we love to hear from you, and thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye.